All right. So, you went to the auction this week? Last went week. Went to cow auction. Stockyard. How, how many cows you take? Three. How'd they do? Did fine. You wait till they sell, or how's that no, work? I didn't fool with staying. I just left, unload them and left. Then they mailed me a, my money. They don't ever cheat you, you don't think? Well, you never know. You never know. But you did okay this time. I did fine. Well pleased with the poundage and the money. Uh-huh. So what are you going to do with your money? I'll probably buy liquor. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of baloney. No, I don't know. I just <laughs> lay it back. I give Lee, my son, his share. I, gave, I always give him a calf and my granddaughter a calf. And I sold theirs, and I give them the money out of their calf. And, and that's well pleased. That helps her on her college deal. Yeah. When's the last time you bought liquor? Oh, I've never. It's been 50 years. Really? I guess. If that long, probably longer than that. This is Ernie Johnson, founder of Anashira. The folks from my sponsor said, you talk a lot about your friend Clifton, Clifton Buckner. Do you think you could interview him for one of your podcasts? No, I, I don't think so. He's a pretty private kind of guy. Well, they kept on me. So I finally gave in. Okay, I'll try to talk to him. He didn't actually run over to the microphone to give me an interview, but he did sit down with me today. So here is some of his life and his words on this week's Story from Anashira. Yeah, I've been married 50 years, and it's been longer than that. It's probably been close to 60 years. Wow. Now... You were born near here, right? I was born right, born and raised here. How far was the uh, house you used to live in from where we are right now? Mm, 500 feet. 500 feet. Tell us, tell us about that house. Well, it was just a log house with a big barn and a log can house beside of it. No electricity, no plumbing. Carried water and no heat, just wood heater, and that was it. But that was pretty much like everybody, everybody in those days. Right? Everybody, nobody didn't have nothing, no different. Nobody had money in those days. No, right? there wasn't no money in circulation. That's back, and well, that was in 30, 40. One. Huh. Because I was born in 39, this was, and I was nine years old, 10 when we moved from there back over to the home place now where I'm at now, or next to where I'm at now, the other farm. So how do you, what'd you eat in those days? Tell me what you guys ate. Typical I, meal. I don't remember. Well, you've told me some things you Well, ate. we eat. Now, I know I've had mush, what they call mush, for supper. Yeah, what's that? That's cornmeal. Uh-huh. Cornmeal and milk. We had milk and butter and eggs. And usually we had beans, but we didn't have no way of keeping them unless we dried them. Uh-huh. Had dried beans. Uh-huh. And Daddy would go to the store once, to, once a week, take a little bit of milk and butter and eggs and sell and get us a little salt and pepper, or salt and sugar. And it was just rough. You guys had a cow? Oh, yeah. We had two cows, usually. Uh-huh. And, and what one, did they eat? How'd you... How'd you we feed? raised corn on the hillside right down here, and they got fodder. Uh-huh. I guess that was it. I was too young to... I know we raised a guard right down here, and... I, and we'd work in the evening until it got dusty dark. Then we'd go home, go to the house. Daddy did all the plowing with a horse. And then we 
worked uh, when we got old enough, we'd take the horse and fix the ground, help him fix the ground and plant it. Everything was dropped by hand, didn't have no corn planters. It was all, the corn was all dropped by hand and covered and plowed and hoed. Then you, we didn't have no sweet corn. We had field corn, what we eat for corn. So field corn is corn you'd, you'd that's, eat it and the animal, horse would eat it too? Yeah, that's animal feed, but you'd gather it before it got hard. Uh-huh. That's called field corn. Okay. Field corn is good if you get it before it gets hard. And what happens after it gets hard? Well, and then that goes to the horses. Then we'd all get, daddy'd gather it and put it in the corn crib, or we would, we'd gather it, put it in the corn crib. Then it got wintertime. He'd bring in a couple of bushel in the house. We'd shuck it out. And nub it at the end, get all the bad corn off of it, and shell it, and take it to the mill for cornmeal. Uh huh. And that's where we got our corn, our cornbread for our cornbread and meal. And you took it. It was on the cob when no, you took it. No, it was shell. We shelled it. Oh, how'd shell. you shell it? Uh, by hand. Wow. Everything was by hand. Oh, everything was by hand. And you didn't pay. You paid in bounty. You paid. Give them so much, and you kept so much. To grind it. So how much, what percent did they keep, you I, think? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Don't remember what. To, where, was, where was the mill that you took it to? It was here in town? Down Craggy. Uh-huh. Down next to the river. Uh-huh. Then there's a couple more different places, but that's where, where Daddy always went, is down there. Did you go with him when he took it? I have been with him, yeah, but... Uh, so how long did, did he wait there until they did it? And then they... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You carried in there in bags, and your shale corn was in a bag, and you carried it in there, and then he'd grind it right there or mm. weigh it off. I guess he, I don't know really whether he ground our corn or he had it on stock and just traded it out with the oh, okay. so much. He knew how many pounds we had and traded it out. That's probably what happened. I don't remember. I Eight or nine year old, I just don't remember. So you depended on that corn a lot for your food then? Oh, yeah, sure we did. Yeah. And our vegetables. Mama did a lot of canning. Now we canned all our green beans and did a lot of canning. We didn't have no meat, chickens all. We didn't have no way of canning. Didn't can no beef, didn't kill no beef. Don't ever remember killing a beef and fixing it. But you had chickens. We had chickens. How many chickens do you think you had? I'm going to say 25 anyway. Might have been more, might have been less. I just don't remember. But I know we had chicken usually for Sunday. We always had guests come in on Sunday. Uh huh. Her mama's sister or her brother or somebody would come in, their family would come in. For every Sunday, there was somebody there. And then after we moved over here where we're at the old home place over here, I call it. We still had people coming in. As long as mom was alive and daddy was alive, they'd come on Sundays and have dinner. And what kind of, how would your mom fix a chicken, you remember? It's fried chicken. Always fried Fried. chicken? Sometimes she'd make chicken and dumplings. But most of the time it was fried. Was it good? Oh, yeah, delicious. Your mom was a good cook? Yeah, she was a good cook. Yeah, she could fix anything. Now, tell me about, so you didn't have any electricity. You didn't have any running water. You got water from? The spring. Oh, you had a spring there near right the place? Up a holler there. Mm-hmm. And good water? Good water. Best I remember is good water. And everything was washed right below the spring. Mama had a, or daddy, daddy and mama, they had a wash, what they call a, a wash pot or a, thing up there, they build a fire and heat the water. Uh-huh. And that's where she did the washing, right up well, within 100 feet of the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not that far. And that's where she did the washing, because it's right below the spring. And she'd get the water out of the spring. And, and I can think back why I didn't put gravity water from there to the house, but I didn't know what gravity water was then. 
I could didn't have no money to buy a pipe with, but I could always. I guess we could tuck bark and lay down and run water down there and let it run all the time. But we didn't. So we weren't the only ones that carried water. Everybody else the same way. Everybody in those days. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Did, were there any rich people living around here in this neck of the woods that you knew? Not that I know of. They might have. They had, if they had anything, they had more money than we did. <laughs> So what'd you grow in the garden? You said you had a garden that you'd plow. Well, you had they, green beans in there? Beans and potatoes and I guess sweet peas. I know, remember them. What what kind of beans? Did you have a certain kind of Just, bean you grew? Green bean? I guess there's some kind of beans because mom always dried them. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you can dry the beans that we raise now or not, but I believe there's cornfield beans, uh-huh. real small bean, uh-huh. and they dried them up on the roof, put them, well, got them all fixed and put them up on the roof and let them sun dry. Uh-huh. Then they took a needle and thread and threaded them up a lot of times, called leather breeches then. Uh-huh. And what happened with them after that? Well, you eat them. You just got them and soaked them and eat them. Uh-huh. And then they pickled a lot of green beans. They had pickled beans. And then they made kraut. I remember that. I forgot about that. They had kraut. Yeah, well, you taught me one year how to make kraut, even yeah, surely. Well, yeah. Did you have it like a a pot of it all the time? or? I don't, I don't remember. I, don't, I really don't remember. So you grew cabbages in your garden, too? Oh, yeah, there's cabbage in there, yeah. Onions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just a variety of the same stuff what we grow now. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't grow too much stuff that you put up, but uh, we didn't, I don't believe we grew peppers because we didn't didn't cure that much for them. Mm-hmm. Tomatoes, we had tomatoes. We had just about everything that anybody else would have here right now. So... You moved up to what you call the new place up here. Yeah, how old were that you was when that you ten year old? That was mom, that was dad's old home place. Uh, that's where he grew up up here. Yeah, he was ten year old when they built this last house, uh, one that Roger lives in now. And it was a cabin in those days with no yeah. water or anything no, else. No, it right? wasn't water. You had to carry it from the spring down there where you get your water now mm-hmm. from the spring house. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow, that's that's strange. And right across from that house is where you built the barn for the goats, right? Yeah. Now, right this side of the goat barn now, where that walnut tree is, where we cleaned up our, is where the old, old house was, stood. Oh, okay. That I never where, saw that well, house. No, I never did either. Oh, really? See, Daddy was 10 year old when they built the other house there. Mm-hmm. He, he said he helped them build the house that's there now. Uh-huh. And it's a hundred and hunt be a hundred nineteen year old. Wow, where Roger lives now. Uh huh. It's a log house. It was. It's just straight log house. Uh huh. How many rooms in that? How many rooms in that house now? Uh, was it like open or it had separate bedrooms? It had separate rooms. Uh huh. It had a kitchen, living room, and bedroom. Okay. Then. Uh huh. And then Daddy built another bedroom onto it. No bathroom in it. And then after dad and mom passed away, then I built another room on the side with a bathroom and a shower and a laundry room in it. That's the one out to the side. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what it is now. So same kitchen and I redid everything in it. But Well, tell me about cooking and canning. Now you had a stove, you had a wood stove, right? Mm, yeah, I had wood stove. Where'd and you, how'd you get wood for the stove? Off the mountain. Drug it in and sawed it up and split it. It's called stove wood. And you had, there were three of you, right? You had a sister and a brother growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So who worked on the stove wood? Was that your job Man, or did all of you do all it? All of us did it, worked it up, and we had all, all, our prob, all our work to get it in and bring it in the house and work it up. Mama never did do no well, she helped daddy saw some when we were smaller. And uh but most of it 
Daddy did it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no chainsaw then. No. It was all done with a crosscut. Yeah. Or what they call a bow saw uh-huh. that Daddy had. He made more or less made it. And he could saw more wood with that bow saw in the daytime than you saw with a chainsaw. Wow. Well, not more. I'm just, but he could saw that stuff, boy. So you spent a lot of time then cutting firewood and stove wood. And- that was an ever, everyday job. You had to keep, that's what you heated with. That's what you cooked with. Yeah. Then later on in life, we got mom and daddy, they got a, what to call a gas stove. Uh-huh. And that heated our water, had a hot water tank behind. Wow. And that heated it. No, we had a wood stove with a water jacket inside of it. Mm-hmm. And that heated the water behind the house, behind her, mm-hmm. behind the stove. And then later on, we got a gas stove and had to get bottled gas in. She had the cook stove, a gas cook stove. Kept it for years and years. And right before she, well, what wasn't right before, it was, she uh, got... Uh, Electric, on the electric stove, mm-hmm. where she could have a washer, a washer, and well, electric stove anyway. And I had to have the house reward to have a two twenty service setting. So when did you get electricity in that house? You in, fifth, in fifty or fifty one. Fifty or fifty one. So how many years was that before they had electricity that you lived there? When did that? So well, you were ten when you moved over there. Well, right? Ten. I, so that must have been in about 38? No, I wasn't born till 39. You're 39, so it was 49. 49. We lived there about a year. They sold the place to these Florida people, and there's one put electricity in it. Okay. I'll uh, bet that changed your life, didn't it? Electricity? Uh, well, you can get your homework done better. You can yeah. see, had one light in each room. Pull with a string, had one electric plug in the kitchen for the refrigerator, got a refrigerator, and one in the living room, and that was it. Uh-huh. You got a, two plugs in the house, and the rest of it had three bulbs with pull strings on them. Wow. But you could you could read at night. You yeah. could you could stay up later, yeah. right? And our light bill was two dollars a month. No matter how much electricity uh, you yes, used? the minimum. We never did use enough to, with those three light bulbs, you didn't use enough to say you used it. Wow, I did But the refrigerator, yeah, we, the light bill was, I remember Daddy saying $2 a month. That's what, it, for years. So, your daddy spent all of his time at home or he went away and worked some? Oh, he was always here. He worked at Reed and Navy, poured uh-huh. concrete. And that's what he did for a living. Uh-huh. Poured concrete and laid blocks. Tell me about that. It's I, not an easy way to make a living, no, is it? No, but that still goes on right now. Yeah. You concrete people, he poured basements, and concrete basements, and laid blocks and garages, and just whatever he could do to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. And did you ever pour concrete? Oh, yeah, I helped him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of finishing concrete and a lot of rolling of the wheelbar. And we had a clone we poured the colonial store on Tunnel Road out there, me and Daddy and Frank Smith had hundred and forty nine yards of concrete in one day we poured. And that was in sixty fifty and sixty one. And that's when that blizzard came in. Uh huh. We had all that concrete down. We finished concrete for three days, or it wouldn't set up. Oh my gosh! And all that blizzard, we had to come home, leave, and come home, do the work up, then go back. I turned work. I bet it was cold too, wasn't oh, it? Oh yes, it was cold. That's when we had all that ice, and I think it's seven or eight inches of snow, and all that, that blizzard. So rough go. So you poured. How'd you get into the tile business from concrete? Did your dad lay tile? No. My brother went to work with this other guy. I was still in school. And 
he went to work with a, as a helper, and he worked there a couple years, and I decided I'd try it. So I quit school and went to work. But I worked out, went out of town, but made 90 cents an hour. And I'd have come home if I'd had a way to come home. <laughs> but I didn't. I toughed it out. How old were you then, you think? 16, I guess. Yeah. So you quit school. Yeah. I quit, and started working. Went, went to work. Worked at it for 50 years. 50 years. Mm -hmm. Then I retired. Retired in 62. 62 you retired? Mm -hmm. On my own. I was working for myself then. Oh, okay. When I retired. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So we uh, made a pretty good living, I did. Made a dollar or two. Now, 90 cents an hour back in those days, could you live off of 90 cents an hour? Yeah, when a pack of cigarettes was 10 cents. Uh-huh. Gas was 16 cents a gallon. Where'd you live when you were out of town in those days? In a rooming house. Uh-huh. They have room that room and board at that house? I got $12 a week. $12 a week, room and board. Room and board. Seven days, if you want. Seven. Well, we was there five days. You are there five days. Uh-huh. Yep. We got twelve. I got twelve dollars a day, or twelve dollars a week, for an allowance, and we that made it. Mm -hmm. We eat on it. You didn't have well. We had steak every once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, you could buy a steak for a dollar. Yeah. Then. In this rooming house, you uh, had your own room, or you shared a room? No, you shared with the other two. How three. many people in a uh, room? Two or three different times. Do you have a bathroom in that room? Or you have no, to go I down think and it share down a bathroom. The hall. I think it was down the hall. Different, different place that we worked in South Carolina, Charlotte. I guess more in South Carolina in that area there, and in Charlotte we was down there in '57. Oh, different places. I worked some in North Carolina, out of town. Out of town, we had to get a room. How'd you get, you come home on the weekends? Yeah. yeah How'd you get a, home? We had a truck. Oh, you had the a truck? Company, company took us. Oh, okay. We had vehicles they took. Then a lot of times when I got old enough to have me a car, sometimes I'd drive my car to it. Mm-hmm. Where I'd have a way of getting around during the week. So you worked, they brought you home Friday nights and... Yeah, there'd be a bunch of us coming down on Friday evening. Did you go out and have a good time Friday night then once you got home? Ah, uh, yeah. We'd go out. Didn't think nothing about being tired. Yeah. You're young. You don't care uh, when you're you young, do you? Uh, you didn't care. Yeah. And then you get home, get down there to, to get a paycheck. It wasn't no paycheck. Didn't have no money, the people didn't, that we worked for. If you got one, it'd bounce. Really? A lot of times we'd have to wait till we go out of town next week, take it out of town somewhere and cash it. Don't go back to the same place twice. Because <laughs> it bounced for them, too. It huh? bounced for them, yeah. They never came after you when you bounced a check Not like that? that? I, no, it never did bother us. But there'd be 10 or 12 people working there. Yeah. Waiting on a check. But you just did, they didn't have no money. A lot of times they wouldn't write one. They didn't get their draws in on the job. Mm -hmm. So. So you never knew whether you are going to be paid with good money or not, huh? No, huh? No. Work all week. Come in if you got a check, thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Me thirty dollars. That's what. And 30, twelve 30 of that dollars. went to room and board. No, no, that was yours. Oh, that they oh. paid your room and board. Oh, they paid your room and board. They paid okay, us our room and board. Okay. And taxes didn't take a lot of that money in those days, did no. they? No. So could could you save off of that thirty dollars? No, you didn't have an, that wasn't enough to save any money. No, not make a car payment. No. Uh, so you could, you were able to buy a car. Then. Oh, I bought I bought a car. I bought cars. Buy a new car? Or? No. Uh -uh. What was the first car you bought? You remember? I guess it was a forty Ford. A forty Ford. Yeah. Good car. Yeah. Look good. Oh yeah, a little coupe. Yeah. All white liquor in it. <laughs> Did you haul white liquor? No. You never no. hauled liquor? No. 
You know, Rhodey said he hauled liquor with his I, dad. Yeah, You think he did? did? That's possible. I really don't know. No, I never did food. That's one of my... Never did have a weakness on liquor or nothing like that. That's probably good, man. Yeah, I never did food. Well, no, I'm not saying I didn't take a drink occasionally, but for drinking, no, I, I never did food with it. Now... I hear they made moonshine on this mountain around here. Is oh, that true? Yeah. Oh, yes. How much? How often? A lot? A, a lot, lot. A lot. I've, Daddy's brother made a bunch of it. And the people live right here next door to you. Their son made a bunch, bunch of it. Is that the Webb family? Yeah, because I walked up on them coon hunting quite a few nights. Walk up on his steel. Some nights he'd be there pretty close by. He knew who it was, but I never did bother it. Went on there for years and years there till he about quit. And I was above the house one day squirrel hunting and I found a big, seen something in a big old white pine. And it's a big old cooker, his liquor cooker, mm -hmm. copper. In the pine? In a pine tree covered up with branches. Oh, he hid it in the tree. How he got it up there, I'll never know. But I clumb up in that tree, pushed it out. Mm. I took it to the junkyard and got, I think I got five or six dollars out of it. You ever tell him you never took it? Never did. Never was mentioned. Never, he ever asked you? Never did hear any more about it. Uh-uh. So he made liquor. He ever have problems with the law? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he certainly, he spent time over it. Really? But most of the time, he didn't make it and sell. He made it to drink. Oh, he made it to drink. He drunk. So he must have drunk quite a bit. Oh, huh? I've seen him so drunk. It, he couldn't hit the ground with his hat. Now, I've heard Daddy say, back when they were kids, well, I guess they weren't kids, because we lived down here in the holler. That's back when... We were, my brother and myself, I've had, I've heard Daddy say he's had to go up there. Their mother would call him or holler at him or something. He'd go up there and have to tie him up in the living room. <laughs> drunk, drunk, fighting. He'd have to tie him up. How big a man was he? Well, that, that, he's a pretty good sized feller, but must not have been too awful big. Well, how, your dad was good size, wasn't well, he? Daddy was strong. He wasn't a great big husky man, but he you didn't want him to get a hold of you. Yeah. He was strong. But I've heard him say that he's tied him up in the living room, and they'd beg him to turn him loose, turn him loose. How long would he stay tied I, up? Until he sobered up? I don't remember that. Now, I don't, I'm just going with what Dad said, that he's tied him up before. So who else around here made liquor in these? Anybody else? That's the only ones I know of. My daddy's brother, my uncle, and the Webb feller is the only ones that I knew of. It. Did your it. uncle make liquor around here? Yeah, on the mountain here. Here on this same mountain? That's when he lived. That's when he was growing up. Uh -huh. He lived in the old home place. Okay. That's after daddy moved out. Okay. So he was kind of wild, His your uncle? Yeah. He's, up, he's wild till he died. Really? Not wild, wild, but he made his liquor. Did he sell it then? Not that I know of. I don't know. I don't know. Really? I don't know. Don't know where he got his money to buy his stuff with. You weren't too close with, with him? Oh, well, so-so. I never did get it. We never did have no visitors, no company coming in. Yeah. He never helped you around the farm, never helped you work? That or? man never. No, he moved out. Okay. When we moved over here for the old home over here now... We moved over to take care of Grandma. Uh-huh. So, so this web, he lived in the old web house up there where the pond is now? Lived Was that a, where you tied him yeah, up? Yeah, no. That place burned down, right? Yeah, he was out there drunk. It you think he down. did it? Why, well, yeah, he was one that did it. Built a fire and got drunk and passed out and he caught up probably. I don't know. I know he burned, froze his feet off, his toes off. Got drunk and passed out in the yard. He froze his toes off. His toes. All of his toes. I don't know how many. He froze toes off anyway. 
So how'd he make a living? How'd he live? They had a nice house right up there. Pretty well, nice house. That was his mother and daddy lived there. Now. Okay. But he lived in the old home house back oh. there. Now, it wasn't nothing fancy back there. It was just a regular framed house, two-story house. Uh-huh. And his wife, him and his wife, they raised 10 youngins back there. Wow. And they're all gone now except two, two girls is left. No. Two girls and a boy left. The rest of them gone. Huh. Now you say ten youngins. That wasn't that big a deal in those days, was it? No, People no. had big families, didn't they? They had big families. But I've heard her say, the mother say, that she's had a headache it would kill a mule and then you have money to buy aspirin with. Huh. And she had to toughen it out. That, I've heard that, her tell that after I was a grown man. That's a tough lady, huh? She's tough. Well, a bar. Everybody was. Yeah. Who had money in those days? No, there so. wasn't no money. There wasn't no money. So. I guess they had it rougher than we did. Well, I know they did with 10 youngins. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you were young, how did your daddy get money? He, he worked. He worked. He worked cement. Well, and, yeah. When he could get something to do. Yeah, because there wasn't all that much work no, around there. They want no money. They want no work to be done. You just happened to. You didn't have no phone or no light, no nothing to. You just word of mouth. You just okay. They knew he did poured concrete, and how they got a hold of him, I don't remember. But he'd go pour their basements and might make twelve dollars a day pouring a basement, and. I don't really don't know how much money there was involved in it, but mm -hmm. we never did make, to my knowledge, we never did make no money. Our kids didn't. We just helped Daddy out. Yeah. I don't remember her getting any money. But, uh, now, you told me before your mama used to churn the, the cream into butter and you would sell the, your dad would sell the butter? Yeah. He had a route he'd... he'd he had a route every Saturday morning. He'd go, he'd take probably... Oh, six or seven gallon of buttermilk uh -huh. and sweet milk, and then take the eggs and the butter. Mama would always print it, and it was all wrapped up in a what they call a butter crock, uh -huh. all wrapped up in paraffin wax paper. Uh huh. I remember it wrapped up in a white towel down in that bucket, wooden bucket. Uh huh. And I don't remember what they got. Per money, I don't know, but how far did he go on his West route? I, West Eichel. He had a route there once. And regular customers? Yeah. So he knew he was going to, yeah. they had an order and I he just delivered order. it? He'd take it every week, about the same thing. And a lot of them would buy vegetables, eggs, and different things. Uh huh. Oh, so he sold some vegetables too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd take different things to them. Now, tell me something. I never heard about this growing up in California. I never knew it. Tobacco. You grew tobacco around here too, right? Yeah, we had our tobacco crop. How did that work out? Could you grow as much as you wanted? or No, you, it was lotted. You had a poundage or a lot, but you so many, you was allowed so much, and they'd come out and measure it. If you had more than what you was lotted for, say you had an acre, and you had an acre and a quarter, and when he measured it, They'd chop that other quarter down. Uh -huh. You couldn't do anything with it. Then it got into poundage if you was allowed so much. And it, that was the way for years and years. Then it got so that you wasn't, uh, it cut you down every year. Cut you a lot, but every year, a little bit every time. Wanting to cut it out, wanting to phase it out. Uh -huh. So they ended up, we ended up with not getting enough to really fool with it. But I went ahead and uh, right at the last, I, after Dad passed away, I raised it for a couple of years. I let somebody else raise it, and they uh, they helped me with it. And then I sold my allotment to the government, and they paid, it took them 10 years to pay me. Mm -hmm. Paid a little bit every year. Or I could took a lump sum. So they paid me so much every year. 
But it it wasn't easy to grow tobacco, was it? Thirteen months out of the year. Is that what they said? Well, it's ever you had to. Now you didn't go in here and buy your plants. You raised your own plants. Uh huh. Sowed, cured, haul brush, burnt your backer beds. Then you sowed all your tobacco seeds and put bought a canvas or covered it and pulled your plants and dropped them by hand, set them out. It's work. You had something to do every month with tobacco. Just about, yeah. When you started, well, time you sowed your bed in the wintertime or drug your brush and burn it and time you got it fixed. and Yeah, it's just a lot of work for no more than you get. And what'd you get for an acre? You, you remember? I've known a daddy getting $80 for a crop of tobacco. And how many hours do you think total of labor went into producing that crop? I don't know. Because you told me how hard he worked cutting that tobacco. Well, it's hard work now. Then you hung it in the barn and let it dry. Then you worked it off. And that's back when you made five grades out of it. Uh You worked it off. Each stick, you worked it off made five grades out of each one of them sticks and laid them separate. Tell me about the grades. Well, you had sand lugs. You had bright. Let's see, sand lugs, bright, and bright red, dark red, and then you had, let's see, another one, or you had tips was the very end. And those were the best? That was the no, highest grade? The, the tips was the sorriest one. Oh, that was the sorriest one. So later on in years, and then you re- your dark red made better. Uh-huh. Back then, your sand lugs brought more than anything. Uh-huh. So you had to grade it? Before you sold it. Oh, yeah. It's all graded and packed on baskets mm-hmm. in the barn loft. You tied it. You made a hand out of it. And you tied it with another leaf going around and around it and made a hand. Then you piled it up a pile of them. You got it, when it got in case, you packed it on a basket. The basket was away somewhere in the neighborhood of 150, 200 pounds mm-hmm. of basket wood. Then and- you hauled it to the market. How many baskets you get out of Usually that? Usually you had five grades, five baskets. Five baskets. Your tips didn't have a, it was a small basket. Uh-huh. But your bright was had more than any of them did. Your now, bright red. Now, did most everybody who had a little land raise tobacco in those days? Yeah, back then, yeah. Everybody raised their tobacco. That had a barn, put it, put it in. Uh-huh. Now, the, talking about a barn, you have a, a barn... It's a beautiful barn. Tell me who made that barn. Dad and import built it in 50. In 1950. Mm-hmm. The Florida people, that they bought it, they built the barn, tore the old log barn down. Uh huh. That was a log barn. They used to raise, they raised us what to call smoke cured tobacco for a while. I don't remember that, but Daddy said they did. Uh huh. Had pangs tobacco in there and built a fire down there and it, it smoked. Did they Cured smoke it. that tobacco, or mm-hmm. they smoke the smoked yeah, tobacco? Yeah, the heat, the smoke off of it. Yeah, smoke. and afterwards they'd use it as smoking Same tobacco? Same way. No, I or chewing know. tobacco? I, I, don't, I don't know. I okay. Don't, I don't. That was for my time. Now, you've still got those, what do you call them, those? Tear poles. The, the, what kind of poles you call them? Tear poles. Yeah, they in the barn. In the barn. That yeah. you hung the tobacco All on. the upper ones are, but the lower ones are not there. Yeah. See, they was all the way to the floor. Okay. Usually, they just come off and laid up on another pole. Oh, okay. This way. So, all how many way. how many poles did you have at one time with tobacco? There was four, three. One, two, three. That's three tiers. Uh huh. And when you hang them, you overlap. Let the tips come down. Overlap on the next one. Uh huh. And then your next plate come, and then you'd hang two rows at a time across through there. One hang down here, then the next one come to it. The next you put it up there, and it'd come over on it. Shingle lap it all the way across. And you, well, you couldn't put it too close together because it'd mold. Yeah. And it was green then. Yeah. How long would it hang before you? <sighs> months? A couple of months. Wow. Then you had to catch it in case before you could take it down and work it because it'd just crumble. Huh. So how long, when was the last time you grew tobacco on, on this property? Hmm. No, I don't remember the year. It was in 
Was Lee alive when you quit? No, no. Before he was no, born. Before he was born. I guess I don't even know whether I was even married. Mm. I guess I was married on the last crop we raised. Yeah, yeah, I was married then. Cause I was married three years before Lee was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about the time that Lee was born, and I quit quit raising. I sold a lot, but. So what'd you do with that land that you had the tobacco on after you quit raising it's so tobacco? Down. It's sold down now in the grace. Okay. In the pasture or hayfield. So you have a pretty big chunk of land here in this mountain. How many acres you have? They're right at 60 acres of it. 60 acres. Mm-hmm. And how much is how much do you mow for hay, you think? Oh... Fifteen, maybe? No, see, five, see, probably ten acres all total. What I mow of mine and my neighbors, I use them too. Mm-hmm. Probably mine, I've got about seven acres I mow for myself on my, my part. The rest of it's in pasture. And you've been doing this how many years? Quite a few years. You sell the hay or you use it yourself? I use it for my cattle. How many cattle you got now? I just got six head. Well, you sold those three, I've right? Sold, yeah, I've sold it. I used to have 15 head, but it's got too much for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, now, Daddy used to, and he mowed all the hay by hand with a mowing size. Wow. He mowed it, and we raked it, and shocked it, and hauled it to the barn and stacked it. We hauled it with a horse and wagon to the barn or a horse's sled and shocked it or stacked it rather in the front of the barn out there. So how long, how, how many acres did he cut by hand with a scythe, you think? I'm going to say two acres, maybe two, maybe three acres. We well, mowed all this field over here where I mow for hay. Yep. Where Cherie's trailer is, all that was was mowed by mowing size, by hand. By hand, his he had a five foot mowing blade on it, his mowing size, and that's what he mowed. He could mow just about. You thought he was mowing the yard when he get when he'd make a swipe. He never would let us boys fool with it. He said we stick it in the ground. So he mowed he mowed wheat for neighbors for people. Got paid for that with a cradle. He must have been a strong man. He's a strong man. He had a strong back on him. Had to to do all that work. Had to. Is he the strongest man you think you ever knew? Well, he's pretty strong. He's pretty tough. How many days a week did he work? Every day. Every day? Every day. Every day. Daylight to dark. Huh. Well, then die with a heart attack. How old was he? Eighty-six. That's the same age as my dad when he died. Mm-hmm. That's a good life, though. Eighty-six. Well, he had, Daddy had a good life. Daddy had a good life. He, he had a good marriage. Your, yeah. your mom was a good woman, right? Yeah, he was seventeen years older than Mama. Huh. Just like he was seventeen years old when she was born. Wow. That's something. That is something. That's something. All right, let's get back to you goats. I got to go. You got to go. I want to hear why, when you first had goats and why you got goats. Well, I don't remember the really the first time I got goats. I got them just have something to do. I don't remember if I bought them or they'd give to me. Back then, you could give to you. And I kept them. I I had three, three nannies. I guess at one time here, and they had babies, offsprings, and I'd give some of them away, and I'd sold some of them, and got out of it. Mama always enjoyed watching the kids play, and I got out of it. I said I wasn't getting no more, and then it went on there for. I met this lady. Through someone other, I don't my uh, my cousins, 
she had two boys, and one of them couldn't drink dairy milk, but they could drink goat's milk. And she wanted me to find her a nanny goat. And I said, well, I will. I'll find you one. So that's how I met the lady that you bought yours from. So I went up and seen her, went up there, and I bought this goat. I brought her home. No, that lady delivered her. So I got her there, and she had to come see where she's going. So I kept her. She come, brought her, and I put her in a goat barn. She wanted to check it out before we'll she left her goat? She went. Yeah. So we went on there for, and I seen that lady one day within a week after that or three or four days. And she said, well, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to get no goat. <laughs> so I said, well, what am I going to do with mine? She said, I don't know. So that's how I got back into it again from her. And she, I got her, she was milking then. She hadn't been in too, not too long. So I milked her out till I, and rebred her back again later on. And she was one to give two gallons of milk at a milking when she come in. Now that's one whose picture you that's have in your I got wallet? That's picture of, yeah. You have her picture in front of your wife Shirley's in the wallet. I guess. Yeah, when I She's first met there. when I first met you, you pull out. Said, I'm going to show you something, princess, right? Yeah, I believe that was her name. I'm, but then I had quite a few after that. <laughs> I kept in milk goats, and that's when I'm, I'd milk and give the milk away. I, it produce a lot of milk, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, yeah. I like my goat's milk. So your mama would sit on that porch. Tell me about her and the babies. Well, she'd sit there on the porch in the daytime or the late in the evenings, and they'd get there in the goat pasture. It was within 100 feet of the house or 50 feet, and them goats would get up around the stump playing and jumping off and run, go back again, jump and play. You get five or six goats that are little or six in there, and they was something to look at. She had life, and she had a ball with them. So you and you enjoyed her laughing as much as you enjoyed the goats, oh, I yeah. imagine, huh? Yeah. yeah, she enjoyed watching them. Well, everybody else did too. They'd come, kids would come in and play with them. But you had your fill of goats now. You don't want any well, more goats. Well, they're too much, they're too much trouble. Then you got my pastor now. I can't get no more. <laughs> no, yeah, I got I've, my goats in there, man. I've got. I'll give you a goat. You want I've a goat? Got, I don't want no goat. I'll give you four I, goats if I you want them. I don't want no goat. I got four babies. I'll give you four. I don't want no goats. Don't blame it on me that I'm taking all your pasture. They'd love to have you as their daddy, you know. No, don't want none. Well, Clifton Buckner, it's good to hear from you. I've learned a lot from you in these 10 years I've been here, you know. Clifton tells me stories all the time. Well, I've run out of stories, so you're going to start making them up on your own. Well, I don't think you'll run out you of stories. You'll have to start making you soap. <laughs> you're, the, you're the man that got me to making soap. Remember that time? Well, no, that was yeah, you, Cherie. Well, Cherie told you to tell yeah, me. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. I looked at you like you were crazy. Make soap out of goat's milk? Are you crazy? Now, who was it made... Somebody had goats here told me the other day, and they made cheese. Only thing I oh, his mom was my mother's sister's daughter. She's got five goats in South Carolina, and she she makes cottage cheese or makes goat cheese. She don't make soap. She just makes the cheese. She melts all five goats. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what she. I asked her Sunday how many goats she had. She said five. Uh-huh. So I, that's all I know. I don't know. I didn't ask her if she. I did ask her if she milked them. Yeah. Milked. She said, oh, yes. So they drank. She got two girls, and and I imagine they drank the milk. That's, uh-huh. that's, that is their milk. Yeah. All right. Well, she's thanks. The, she's the one that went around the world on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about around the world. I'm talking about Germany, England, everywhere. Alone or with uh, a her group and her of husband? People? Her and her husband riding two bicycles. Wow. I believe it's two or maybe 
two-seater. I don't know. Now, that's not been too off many years ago. Well, see, they'd pick her up on a... She was starting, went with a crew, and she was the only, they was the only two that finished the tour. They finished the whole tour, mm-hmm. huh? Oh, she's told stories about, I don't know whether in Germany or somewhere or another, these farmhouse, they'd come up on this farmhouse, and they might stay two or three days with them to help them out there and just uh-huh. to, to get a rest and feed. And, uh-huh. Yeah, she said this. She met some interesting people. I bet. So, Clifton, you're the reason I first started milking a goat. You taught me how to milk a goat. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember we brought that milking stand up from Manny's up here and put it in the woods? The one I made. You made that for Manny. And he didn't use it much, but we got a lot of use of it out here. I guess it's rotted down now. I don't know. I I haven't even paid any attention to it. Is it still out there? I think so. I I think so. Clifton, I appreciate it, buddy. All right. I'm going to, we're going to make a podcast out of this and it's going to go all around the world. All right. Add, add, go over it and take out some of the worst and add some to it I can't, I can't mimic your voice, so so. No. What we, what we got is what we got, boss. Well, have at it. All right. I thank you, sir. All right. Well, folks, there you go. You can now see in your mind Clifton Buckner when I talk about it. Are you all ready for summer, planning your vacations? Well, please stock up with some of our wonderful soaps. Nothing says vacation like a bath or a shower with a bar of my... Paris Nights, rich lather, wonderful scent. If you're traveling to stay with your in-laws, take a couple of bars to give us gifts. They'll be so happy, they'll probably invite you back again. Hey, to show how much I appreciate Clifton Buckner, I'm offering a very special discount, only available to those who listen to this podcast. Just go to anashira.com and enter Clifton 20, that's C-L-I-F-T-O-N-2-0, for a 20% discount. Yes, 20%. It's good for one month through June the 15th. Thanks to all of you for listening, and special thanks to Clifton for sharing his stories. Join me in two weeks for the next episode of Stories from Anashira. Stories from Anashira.